Within the semiconductor manufacturing equipment industry, there is one particular type of equipment that has done uh, very well over the last few years, and that is metrology and process diagnostic and control. Before continuing, let me remind you to hit the like button and subscribe to the channel if this video is helpful as you do your own investment research and increase your knowledge of business and technology. We really appreciate the support as subscribing to the channel helps us continue putting out content like this. Metrology is basically a very fancy word that means measuring stuff. And then process diagnostic and control. Uh, this is equipment that actually basically controls and verifies that the various steps involved in the manufacturing process are happening the way they should actually be happening. Because making chips is one of the most complex, if not the most complex uh, manufacturing process ever developed. And it's only getting more complicated. So the leader in this particular space is KLA Core, uh, far and away the largest company, one of the top five chip equipment makers. Uh, they're part of what we would call and consider the actual oligopoly in this part of the industry. Just to illustrate what happened with metrology over the last few years, the revenue was up 80% over the last trailing 36-month period to about $10.6 billion. And it looks like even in the midst of this industry slump, probably report basically a flat year. So they're going to hold on to all those gains and then possibly return to growth headed into calendar year 2024. We recently added KLA stock, KLAC, to our portfolio. This is one that we will probably continue to nibble on, but we thought this would be a good opportunity to introduce and talk more about three of their very, very small competitors. Onto Innovation, ticker symbol ONTO, Nova, ticker symbol NVMI, and Camtech, ticker symbol CAMT. Casey, let's get this started. Let's talk about Onto Innovation. Onto Innovation provided a really nice slide deck from their recent investor presentation, the Worldwide Semiconductor Process Control. And as Nick mentioned, number one in this space is KLA, followed by Applied Materials, and then number three, Onto Innovation. And it was mentioned in the prepared remarks that actually Onto moved into the number three spot recently. Hitachi High Tech was actually number three, but now they've increased their market share and become the number three position in this space. And then we'll talk about the two other companies, Nova and Camtech. You see they're number seven and number eight. One thing that I found really interesting that CEO Michael Plasinski said from Onto Innovation, he mentioned that 5G rollout is very new and 6G isn't going to be rolled out for another 10 years or so. And so currently there's about 14 billion connected devices, but by 2030, there's going to be about 30 billion by estimates, which is a huge jump, only seven years to go till 20, 2030. And it's going to at least double the amount of connected devices. I think this is an interesting and important point, not our belief that there's going to be all these new devices, and that's the reason why to invest in semiconductors. But really, it's it, it's just speaking to the fact that the world has this insatiable demand for chips and devices with a chip in it. 
five years ago, we were talking about these stats and, and reaching where we're at right now, 14 billion devices worldwide, and we're here. And the trend is still going strong. So what's more chips needed, which obviously supports the manufacturing side, uh, the actual expansion of the actual capacity to crank out these chips. But there's a number of other very important trends at work as well that Antu mentioned. Advanced nodes. We're kind of going from the current technology used in manufacturing chips. It's called FinFET. Those are basically the little transistors that they're shaping on the surface of these silicon wafers. They're microscopic. We're down to the most advanced of these being just three nanometers. We're talking about literally atoms wide, very small. The next generation is going to be even smaller and even more complex. It's called gate all around or GAA. Basically what this means for Antu is specifically with their metrology equipment, this is kind of where they focus is like these very, very advanced nodes and measuring those nodes and controlling the process. Something similar happening with high bandwidth or HBM memory. Uh, big growth here in this leading edge manufacturing process. And then the packaging of those chiplets. Again, I mentioned earlier, uh, companies moving to chiplet architectures, interconnects getting more compact, more advanced. Onto has a suite of equipment that helps with the metrology and process control of packaging itself, and then some specialty processes as well. Just backing up again to what gate all around looks like as companies like TSMC, Samsung, and Intel kind of begin to roll out these new manufacturing nodes of gate all around. You can see compared to FinFET, there's more steps involved. You have more layers. Each of these little transistors are also smaller. So we're starting to get into gate all around, especially as we go from three nanometer down to two nanometer wide manufacturing nodes. And then further on down the road, we're going to go to something called fork sheet. Lots of opportunity here for a small company that focuses on metrology in these particular realms of the industry. Get some very, very meaningful growth in the next five years. We keep talking about the electrification of everything. And what does that mean exactly? It's kind of hard to wrap your, your head around, but another executive at Onto Innovation had a few nice points that really helped me understand exactly what the scope of what this means. Dr. Mike Rosa talked specifically first about smartphones and how they contain around 150 chips per device currently. And a passenger car is currently a few hundred, several hundred. But by 2030, there's going to be 20 times the number of integrated circuits per car compared to the average smartphone. So ultimately, the point is all of these devices, there's going to not only be more devices, there's going to be these devices are going to become more and more complex. Everything could be electrified, like from your lawnmower to the tractor in the farm, all of your industrial equipment, all of these things are going to take much more complex semiconductors and have tons of them in them. They talked about the increasing number of steps involved with chip manufacturing, which means more opportunity for onto to sell a piece of equipment. And then also, you know, also tag on the software and service component of their business. So specifically the bear wafer, 
which we have not touched a lot on, but this could be a company like, let's say, um, a Siltronic. They actually make the silicone bulls, you know, those logs of salami that get diced up into slices, and then that's the bare wafer. So those actually need to be inspected because if there's a very, very small defect in these things, like a microscopic crack, the last thing you want to do is send that on to the fab for the uh, the patterning and all of the processes involved in manufacturing that wafer, only to find out that the bare wafer had a crack in it. And now you've wasted all this time and resource on something that you could have caught right from the get-go. And then, of course, all the way to the actual packaging of the chip, you know, once the wafer is diced up and controlling that process and the ultimate packaging of the chip on the circuit board with other components. Tons of opportunity here for Onto to sell more equipment. Onto uh, hit $1 billion in revenue for the first time in 2022, but that was a peak. We already talked about this being a temporary peak for the industry. Uh, Onto is actually not going to flatline like KLA Core. They're probably going to dip a bit maybe somewhere 10 to 15, maybe even 20% revenue dip through through this year, at some point this year. But they're going to return to growth in 2024. They're now eyeing 1.2 to 1.4 billion in revenue within the next two to three years. And they actually have manufacturing capacity of their own to actually produce these pieces of machinery. They have enough capacity now installed to fulfill $1.8 billion per year worth of revenue. That's kind of what they're eyeing in about five years. They want to go from basically the previous peak of $1 billion in sales last year to $1.8, maybe even $2 billion in revenue by 2027. Let's, let's say roughly 2027, 2028. So as a company that could double its revenue over the next five years, certainly not a hyper growth company, but for an industrial business, a way that to bet on manufacturing and the electrification of everything, uh, pretty solid growth prospects. Before we move on to the financials, I, I just found one slide in particular, super interesting and kind of scary. Onto has some four-dimensional technology that apparently does some very minute calculations. I'll show you one slide that's not as scary. It's uh, this gentleman checking the paint quality on manufactured vehicles. I didn't know that someone actually physically does this. Someone is actually going through a factory and checking the paint quality. Once you realize that the paint job is not a, not actually that good, it's too late. They have to go back and remove the panels, repaint, and put the, put the panels back on the car. This kind of technology could actually prevent it from getting that far. It could measure the quality of the paint. So apparently there's someone physically going along on airplane turbines and running their fingernail across the surface to see if there's any cracks. If they're beyond a certain depth, they have to be assembled and remodded. I don't know about you, Nick, but this makes me a little bit nervous. Yeah, in spite of this, um, you know, it's not like jet engines just fail and fall out of the sky on a regular basis. So the fingernail test apparently is actually safe enough. I think what's interesting about this is onto is like, you know, this is crazy. We can automate this process. We don't need to use the fingernail field test anymore. We have this 4DI technologies. Onto 
in, is actually an industrial automation play as well. It's absolutely amazing to me. Uh, someone actually asked us last year, like, how much industrial AI do we really need? This is getting completely out of control and absolutely absurd. Well, no, it's not because you hear about stuff like this and yeah, there are a lot of processes in industrial manufacturing that can be automated. Someone doesn't need to have the mind numbingly boring job of running their fingernail over uh, a turbine anymore. Onto innovation, a very, very small bet on this, but uh, an area of their business they could actually see some significant growth from. Interestingly, this uh, 4DI equipment is actually also under contract with NASA. NASA uses this piece of equipment to measure and calibrate the mirrors on the James Webb telescope. So not a very big contract, certainly not a major revenue generator for Onto Innovation, but just interesting here, the application of this equipment even beyond just semiconductor manufacturing. Okay. Enough of that. Let's talk about some of their financials here. And Nick, maybe you can tell us a little bit about their margins. Classic uh, economies of scale problem here. You can see the dip, the expected dip in their operating margins this year as, as their revenue falls. But one of the key initiatives Onto has put in place is as they scale back to and beyond $1 billion in revenue, they actually see their operating margins once again, surpassing 30% on an annualized basis and possibly even approaching 40% operating margins. That would be very, very healthy, especially for a company this small. I'm going to drop down to this slide now that further shows their expected ramp up of cash flow as they kind of get closer to $1.4 in in annual revenue. You can see Again, those operating profit margins currently last year when they hit $1 billion, just barely over 30%. We're going to go below 30% this year, but then approaching mid to high 30% as they get to $1.4 billion. Casey, this is, these are the kind of stocks we love investing in. Not just a revenue growth story, but also profit margin expansion as a company is able to get greater efficiencies out of their own manufacturing process, you get that nice earnings bump. Dual Tailwind can do um, absolutely amazing things for a stock. This company has a fantastic balance sheet as well. Cash and short-term investments total around $583 million and absolutely no debt. Which is really important because uh, Onto has been pretty clear. They see lots of opportunity for mergers and acquisitions, uh, probably small ones. This company is actually the product of, of a merger in 2019, but they see opportunity for like smaller tuck-in acquisitions to further kind of strengthen or broaden their, their portfolio of equipment in the coming years. So if you have a, a proven business model, the ability to kind of use a strong balance sheet like that to kind of plug in uh, smaller peers, that would be an additional tailwind for this business over the next five years. After the recent run-up in stock price, it's currently trading for about 26 times earnings. Nick, is this stock still on our buy list or is it a DCA candidate? Yeah, Casey, this is a small cap stock. Yes, market cap currently 
about $5 billion in market cap. By our definition, that's small cap, especially in this very large industry. So this is not a DCA candidate for us. This is one that we would nibble on as we see buying opportunities. And currently at 26 times earnings, we own onto, but we added to it a few months ago when the valuation was much cheaper. We actually like KLA a bit better. Their revenue and earnings could basically flatline this year. And so at about 18, 19 times trailing earnings for KLA, and 18 to 19 one year forward expected earnings. Uh, we actually think it's the, the cheaper stock and a slightly better buy at this moment, which is why we recently added KLA to our portfolio. Onto, we're still more than happy to hold. We see great potential over the next five years, but um, not adding any more presently at this time. Doesn't make it a bad buy though. We just We just own it already. So that's why. Okay, let's move on to the next two. And I'll just reference the slide we showed you earlier from Onto Innovation that shows the worldwide semiconductor process control number seven and number eight down there at the bottom, Nova in at number seven. We'll talk about Nova first and then we'll move to Chemtech. But to start with, the revenue for this quarter was 132 million. So again, this is a small company. That was a about a 1% decrease from last year. The earnings per share, $1.09 per diluted share for this company. And free cash flow was right around $20 million. The outlook for quarter two was between $117 and $125 million in revenue. So definitely we'll see a decrease in quarter two as well for this company. So Nick, maybe you can just tell us a little bit how this company compares to Onto. This is a very small player in that process diagnostics and control and metrology. Nova and Camtech are both, both based in Israel. So uh, these could be interesting little companies to keep an eye on, especially when we talked about earlier, Intel really ramping up its presence in Israel of course, trying to acquire Tower, uh, Mobileye, a growing uh, business segment there in the automotive space. Uh, perhaps Nova and Camtech, it could be some like little ancillary plays on the ramp up of production there in the Israeli market. I think though, Casey, you did mention it does look like both of these companies are going to get hit uh, perhaps a bit more hard by the drawdown this year in semiconductor equipment spend. You mentioned that revenue down to as low as 117 million in Q2. Um, earnings are going to be down even more than that, as low as 75 cents. Again, just to com compare that, they had reported a buck 14 in Q4 2022 and revenue of 151 million in Q4 2022. So pretty sizable drawdowns here. Uh, we think these, this stock could exhibit some volatility here. It kind of got a nice little bump in recent weeks, but uh, we think it might be a little too soon for that run up to be justified. And, and frankly, probably the same for onto innovation. It might just be too soon for, uh, optimism in these, in these small cap stocks. Another difference here that I, I think led us to onto versus Nova and Camtech you mentioned Casey onto squeaky clean balance sheet, over $500 million in cash and equivalents, zero debt, 
for Nova, it, it's a healthy balance sheet, but they do have debt, about 370 million in cash and short-term investments, but almost 200 million in debt. So the company's in pretty good shape, but not that same cash-rich uh, balance sheet doesn't really enable them to go out and make tuck-in acquisitions to the same degree that an onto innovation would be able to. One other risk to bear in mind with this company is their customer concentration. In 2020, their revenue from their five largest customers was 69%. In 2022, it was 57%. So still a very large portion of their revenue comes from just a few customers. This compares to Onto Innovation, who said that they had nearly 200 customers. So you can see the, the difference here between these two companies in this respect. Nova could, could fix this problem as they grow and they expand. Maybe customer concentration becomes less of a risk. But let's say roughly half the size of onto innovation, but a lot more customer concentration risk. We kind of like the slightly more diversified customer list and equipment list that onto innovation has versus Nova. Let's move so. on to Camtech. That's number eight on the list. That is an even smaller company. Revenue for the last quarter, $72.5 million. Earnings per diluted share, $0.36 cents at the end of December 2022. Free cash flow was $49.6 million. We're looking at the year-over-year -year decline for revenue. It's down 6%. The earnings per share were down 7% year-over-year. And that free cash flow has decreased 13%. And if this was to continue, Camtech would have the most to lose in this space on a percentage basis. Company, plenty of cash, uh, almost 416 million in cash and short-term investments. That's fantastic. But also almost 205 million though in debt, in long-term debt. So uh, this is another one, you know, the balance sheet is very healthy but not the cash-rich position like Onto that really gives them the ability to aggressively go out and make tuck-in acquisitions and further consolidate some market share. Uh, Camtech might be able to, to do that, but to a lesser extent, we think. Okay, Nick, so tell us about the valuation for these two companies. Yeah, interestingly, uh, so Camtech does not provide quarterly free cash flow uh, to shareholders. So something we are mindful of on that one, but at least on a forward basis, it looks like the company trading for just under 20 times earnings on a forward basis. But again, I, I don't know that we would put a lot of stock in this because there's not a ton of visibility on what is going to happen in the coming year. It's a very small business, similar for Nova as well. Uh, on a one-year forward basis, about 27 times expected earnings. So I think of these three small caps, we still like the positioning of Onto at about 27, 28 one-year forward expected earnings, especially given way, way north of 500 million in cash and short-term investments on hand. Uh, to kind of help bridge this year's earnings recession for for onto. So I, I think that's where we're at with 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 valuation here. On a risk to reward basis, our favorite of these three small caps is 
the biggest of the three onto. However, that being said, these two Israeli ones, Nova and Camtech, really interesting little businesses uh, that could get some really serious uh, positive synergies going for them in the years ahead, potentially from some expansion from Intel, the acquisition of Tower by Intel, as well as continued ongoing momentum for Mobileye, the big Intel subsidiary. Okay, Casey, so maybe just one more quick little recap here on our little metrology mini basket of stocks, metrology and process diagnostic and control, a top growth segment in chip fab equipment and wafer fab equipment over the last few years. Presently, going forward, we like KLA's positioning. It looks like they're going to merely flatline this year while some of their smaller peers uh, hit some sort of cyclical slump. So we think KLA core is pretty cheap at less than 20 times trailing and forward expected earnings. And the second one that we like onto innovation, we bought that one a few months ago. Uh, we will embed the last video we did on them, but after their most recent investor day presentation, we think this company has the potential to as much as double their revenue on, or, on an organic basis over the next five years, while simultaneously increasing their operating profit margins from less than 30% to well over 30%, possibly even approaching 40% if they hit that double the revenue target in the next five years. Interesting so, little business here. Uh, we think if you're looking for a small cap stock to dabble in, in the next five years or so, onto innovation, worth doing some due diligence on. Thanks everyone for watching today. Make sure you hit the subscribe button and hit the bell so you don't miss a video. Take care everyone. We'll see you soon here at Chipstock Investor.